100 Sets Productions. motherfuckers welcome to the third episode of professionally outraged i'm your host ryan ahern today i have two guests with me adrian flores and peter graham adrian why don't you introduce yourself let the people know who you are what you're about i'm adrian that's all you got that's it peter how about you uh i'm a former uh tech guy from la and now i uh, sell sweatpants at the lululemon so yeah no, uh, uh, my my opinions do not represent uh, my employer. Let's uh, <laughs> state that. I was out gonna there. say you already <laughs> yeah. probably shouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I'll make sure to hashtag Lulu when I post right. the shit up. Great. Uh, well, shit. There's, there's a lot of shit as always in the past week that you can get outraged about. I always leave it to my guests to start first. Peter, let's start with you. What are okay. you currently outraged about? Well, you kind of jogged my memory talking before the show. I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter. Uh, saying, you know, they moved to LA to say, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. Everyone, everyone here's an asshole. I hate LA. I'm moving to a better city. And, and it reminded me of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm originally from the Northwest, moved down to LA and you would just see time after time, people would move down, move from other places. You know, it's a city of, of, of people. It's like a city made up of people from other cities and they get there and they spend like six months there. And then like, LA sucks. I'm out of here. Like this place is terrible. And they, and I'm like, Oh really? Like you explored the largest metropolis in the entire country in six months and decided there's nothing here for you? Like it just it it, now, it, it infuriates me. Do you think that it's unique to LA, or are these people who had like specific entertainment based goals? No, I think it's. I mean, the people I knew were just moving down there for certain jobs, you know, yeah. the weather, whatever, and they they just like you know they live in Santa Monica or something in like the bougiest, most like boring part, and then they're like after five months they're oh it's there's too much traffic and it's smoggy and and it's uh, they just they complain about like really really simple shit and then they it's like oh well have you gone and like seen any of the comedy any of the concerts eaten food and have all you these been to rubio's and gotten the two taco plate <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> have yeah. i personally yeah no i love rubio that's one of the things i miss from socal shout out to rubio's yeah. uh i'll say this i mean i think on some level what you're saying is not unique just to la i think sure especially if people have come from like a smaller place yeah. they, i think some people like most of my family and friends i'm from upstate new york a very small white trash town Mm. and the people there even here or any place I've lived in a big city would like within two weeks the traffic and everything and they would just be like I'm done like I can't handle it yeah I'm out so I think there's some level of that sure going on in anything that's a will, will make you move out after you know you, you wait a few months you don't seem like an immediate quitter yeah. and you know and you try to justify <laughs> you know reasons oh well you know blah 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 Right, right, right. Yeah, I just it's it's uh it's kind of wild to me cuz now when I when I come back to Seattle or when I visit Portland or whatever, I feel like there's this attitude of of people in the northwest of like superiority of just like, you know, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I just sure. got, I just got out of here and now I'm up here where it's, you know, it's the fresh air and and nature. And I agree, like I love, you know, getting into nature and I think it's a beautiful nah, place to live. Fresh air sucks. All right. Well, I, I think like people people really like love to shit talk these other like when I tell people I'm from LA they're like wow like how did you deal with the people and the traffic and everybody's so superficial like the things people say it's like you you've barely even fucking been there and so, you're, I mean you're, I'll say this I've been in the Northwest five years about sorry. yeah a little over five years uh, I love Seattle I spent a lot of time in Portland for work um, in my previous job and I love the Northwest but yeah there definitely is kind of like. I'd say uh, some superiority complex going on in the way like, well, just even in the level of thinking. I mean, it's one of the things I bitch about, oh, yeah, you know, sure. like people here don't realize what a fucking bubble they live in. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you, you know, like people like here will think that people from the south and, <laughs> yeah. and, and conservatives live in a bubble, which yeah, there there are bubbles everywhere. But some of the things people like, I'm a fairly liberal person, but Jesus Christ, what's going on here with some of the shit? Yeah, like you know, like just even some of the things I explain to other people, like most people, even like people I went to college with who are not like overly conservative and live yeah. in still major cities, a lot of people still don't even know what the word cis means. Right. You know, and, 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 and here it's just the attitude that if you don't agree with people, what they think it's that because you're uninformed, you're ignorant, you're not educated. It's not at all that maybe they're a little too uptight sure. and are obsessing about shit that maybe is not as important as that they think it is. Right. And well, I mean, like, I feel like that also they're just very worried about, like, I've, I've met so many people where it's like, you've met, you've interacted with maybe three black people in your entire life and like you live in perpetual fear of offending them. Like, it's like, yeah. you, it's yeah. like you, when you interact with people from, from the South, I find like, uh, you know, shout the, out to Mike. Sh- yeah. Shout out to Mike. Uh, when you interact with people in the South, like, yes, there are definitely a fuck ton of people down there who are, you know, hold racist views and are not going to be nice to a black guy they ran into. But you also have people who it's like, oh, if you live in Atlanta, you go out to dinner and you're around people from every different race and culture there is. And so you like there's there are actually tons of people down there that are way more comfortable and not tripped out over being around well, someone so of, of a different example, race. I mean, I wrote a new joke about this recently. It worked well when I was in L.A. last week. People up here don't like it that much. You've heard me tell. But like. It plays on like a thing I believe is like people always talk about you know how woke the Northwest is Portland Seattle you know we're so accepting it's like every place that says it you ever knows it's like the whitest place on earth <laughs> yeah every place that says it right like yeah I'd point out like it's easy to say you embrace diversity when you have none yeah yeah it doesn't take any effort you know it's like oh yeah we embrace it it's like yeah it's you know like Portland Seattle are two of the whitest cities yeah. in the country and they're great cities I love them they're nice but yeah to sit there and act like oh yeah we're so inclusive of diversity it's like it's That's, easy to say that you don't, you don't you don't actually have to experience. They say it. that because like it was all white for a long time. Yeah, we should shout. We're uh, having the one non-white person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my turn, guys. Man, <laughs> mansplain diversity to us. Yeah. Blacksplain. It's blacksplaining. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but uh, that yeah, was you saying yeah. like there was well, hell white people up here yeah, for a they, long time. They were like they were like man, it sucks living with only white people. We need some like colors up here to pick all this fruit, and so then that's when everyone else started come up. Yeah, I did not know that. I didn't either. Uh, th- like <laughs> my buddy told me this after I moved up here. He's a Mexican cat. He was like, Seattle was um, was originally a white utopia. Like white people used to live here, and it was only for white people because it was so beautiful and stuff like that. And so colors weren't allowed. And so Oregon was the last state to outlaw um, if if slaves came to Oregon. Right. They were the final state mm-hmm. out of all of them. Not just the South, but literally of all the of all fifty states, Oregon was the last one where it, be, it was illegal to like if you saw a free slave to mm-hmm. just like you could like kill them in Oregon or send them back to their owners. Like what? Yeah, that was the final Oregon. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's rural Oregon is trippy, man. If you drive like outside of Portland, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've, you've probably heard there's like the white nationalist groups that like hang out in the woods, like not like thirty minutes outside Portland, but oh, it's a trippy yeah. state. It's a very interesting. Uh, Maybe it's the same thing here though. Yeah, rural Washington. Yeah, it gets, yeah. gets wild too, but. But, uh, you know, you have Spokane, which is actually like a I real city I like how y'all make that there. distinction. Rural Washington. Yeah, not me. Uh, yeah, not, not, me. not, not, not no, Peter. No. He loves blacks. But going <laughs> going back to uh, to L.A. really quick, it's also funny because I think 
people always joke about how, or they don't joke they're mad they're like you know like oh everybody there is so focused cares about how they look and they're so superficial and i'm like dude i kind of like that a little bit like it's not it's, always a, like that's not always a bad thing it's not right. always fun sometimes you're like oh this the, is a little much there is there there's middle ground with everything right you, you can take it to at a point that's too far in life yeah where you're obsessing about you're not happy and it's too superficial sure but i'm you know i'm speaking to you seattle a lot of people here that need to spend a little more time, more time right on, on what their the, appearance uh, like it is and it you know if you want to do that for you like if you want to just look like complete trash never work out and just become overweight you can do that yeah, yeah. but i think you should be realistic about that then if other people who do look good and put the effort in if they get start to get like certain levels of treatment it's not some mass conspiracy it's not that the world's awful to you it's like you know everyone whether they admit it or not gets preferential treatment on some level to people they're attracted to even it's not even a gay thing it's not even like just you know like yeah. like men who are straight will even subconsciously do it for other men right, right. it's just a certain level of like oh, yeah. you know oh you know and also too like in every other area of life if you spend time and effort in something you're allowed to like be like yeah like promote it yeah like i spent last 6 months not eating cake not drinking yeah. having a lot of miserable nights where I wanted to do all this other stuff. My I just turned on a whiskey and you guys all yeah. made fun of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do all this stuff. And in every other area of life, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm proud of what I did. And here it's like, oh, you, you know. now it's like, you're almost body shaming by promoting your weight loss. Yeah. Some people in Seattle, like there's a large part of the fat acceptance movement that's ridiculous. Yeah, I have a joke about ridiculous. I, I, Let's I, hear I, it. I, well, my joke about that is that like, you know, I you know I've been talking to a lot of uh, hipster girls lately, and there's they they I, this is a real thing that happened uh, down in LA uh, with my buddy and I, and and we got back from the gym, and then people were talking about they were like, and not that I fit this bill at all, but they were yeah. like, oh, you know, we hate it when our dudes, we don't like it when dudes get too buff, it's gross. Like when they're yeah. too buff, it's just, like I don't like them too muscular because it's so broy and gross, and it's yeah. like. Yo, A, you're lying. B, like, if you went to the beach and saw a dude take his shirt off to reveal, like, an eight-pack, you wouldn't be yeah. like, mm, I could mm. use some I more mean, uh, hips yeah. on that guy. Yeah. I think there's Maybe a fine line. I think there are certain girls who, like, like will like, like, a lean look. But if you get sure. too bulky, like, it's, it's, it's a preference sure. thing. Yeah. It's a preference now, thing. Aren't you a trainer or some shit like that? Yeah, I'm a trainer. Yeah, can we see yeah. that chest yeah. again? <laughs> yeah. you can see so, I mean, if you guys can tell on the camera, Adrian is easily the most fit person yeah. in here. Yeah, um, I do push-ups. You know, so in your existence as a trainer, mm -hmm. you know, in the Northwest. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, is that like, what do you have to say about, do you have a lot of clients who come to you who are just like, like, like are, are they torn being like, you know, I don't really want to be here because I'm happy with who I am. But like someone told me, you know, like, is, is there any of that shit going nah, on? Like, there's not a lot of people here that are like worried about getting like big and buff and stuff like that. Like most of the people here, like. Like most of them, just soft ass dudes, man. Like you get a lot of soft ass dudes that can't handle stuff. They're like a lot oh, of soft ass people in Northwest. Shout out to you. <laughs> there are. It's the truth. Like I was training at this this gym in Bellevue and stuff, and like most of the clients are like just real soft. They can't handle like hard stuff. And like even when it comes to pain management, like if they're in pain from like working out too hard or injuring themselves with stuff like that, I'll try to foam roll and stuff. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. That's too hard. No, can we go lighter and stuff? I'm like, dude, you're a fucking man. Like, man, yeah, I'll up say a this. A little bit, dear Lord. That a lot of the younger generation cities like this, they are creating an army of weak ass people. They really yeah. are. All the people who are afraid of words, are afraid of everything. And, the, and especially some of these college kids, like if you guys have seen that nonsense that happened at Evergreen College last year yeah. Oh, yeah. in Olympia, holy shit. You are, you are creating people who are going to fail in the real world yeah like just people who are like afraid of everything and you know it's just yeah people need to fucking suck it up sometimes i mean well, it's that, cool I'm that's my that's it. my joke too like at the end i kind of talk about how like you know 
ever like it's all that's available now is to, to like i almost feel like the girls who are saying that are kind of brainwashing themselves guys too anyone brainwash themselves because we're you know living in seattle we all we have is like tech tech people who sit at their desk 10 hours yeah. a day and yeah. so you know they get a little fleshy and so it's like you know that's what happens the, my punchline to my joke is that's what happens when you don't have the draft for for too long <laughs> <laughs> But, could you uh, imagine if they had the draft nowadays? Oh, my God, oh man! Oh no, my we couldn't. God. We couldn't. They couldn't. No, they couldn't. Dr- no. they just draft you to like sit in the seat to operate the drones. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, there would be a lot of those. Yeah. Like, I want to be a drone operator. It's like, no, nah, you gotta go fight. Ew, guns. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's you know it's funny too because in the Northwest you can just keep your you're wearing you're wearing too many layers all 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 year. You know, nobody even knows. That's the thing in L.A. It's sunny all day, so you're gonna have your well, arms out. You're gonna here's you my know, thing. You're gonna be in a bathing suit. Everything you do, it's like we have freedom of speech, right? But there's consequences. Yes. If you want to walk around life looking like a disgusting person, <laughs> there are consequences. I'm sorry. There are, and, and people now want to be able to walk around like a disgusting bag of shit and have no con. Big, can you believe I walked around one day? Like, here's this thing, too. Like, some people bitch about the stuff on the plane. Yeah. You know, and like, I've read some people's books who are in the facts, have been smooth because I'm a big reader. And like, I'll read other stuff that I normally wouldn't because someone tells me to. Brag. And humble brag. Shout, <laughs> out, to, shout out to literacy. <laughs> and uh, open minded. You know, yeah, I'm so, I'm so open-minded, guys. It's awesome. And uh, But no, like I'll try to like appreciate where people are coming from. And people have this like dramatic take like, oh, like, oh they see someone coming down the aisle, you know, fat person, don't sit in my row. They're like, oh, you know, they think I'm subhuman. No, it's not that. People just want to be comfortable on a plane. No. Like, like, yes, there are a few people who are monsters who are like, you know, who are like, like, there's, like but the average person isn't like, oh, my God, you're too fat. You don't deserve to go to Sacramento with me. <laughs> you, you know, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not the average. Yeah. That's not the, like, it's just, I'm sorry. And sometimes it's not even fat. Like, if you sit next to an NBA player on a plane, I'm sure they're uncomfortable. Like, not yeah. n- not that they'd be in this day and age, they'd ever be flying in coach, you know. Sure. But, like, if you sit next to someone who's, like, 6'8 and huge, it's going to be uncomfortable for both of you, right? Yes. Like, so it's just a comfort thing. It's not that you're, like, totally. and, and not that in other areas of life people don't judge fat people. I'm not saying you should be treated like less of a person. I'm not saying you should be passed over for jobs. But, like, there are, you know, consequences. And you shouldn't definitely then make it so far where you go after people who, like, do, like, you know, maintain a good physique by, right. like, which is a big sacrifice given all that poisonous shit there is to eat these days. Yeah. You know, if you're going to avoid all that shit and, like, have a six-pack, like, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. A lot of fucking effort. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, your that's your niche if you want it to be. It's going to become a niche, and that's, that's fine. And, yeah, when I'm on a plane, too, it's, like, I'm not just thinking that about you know some big dude walking by it's like if you come by wearing a trench coat and you smell like shit i'm also gonna like be yeah. crossing my fingers that you don't sit yeah. next to me it's like i want an empty seat i don't care who it is i don't yeah. want anyone sitting next like, to me <laughs> yeah exactly the best case scenario nowadays is an empty seat yeah and a fat person is the farthest thing from that <laughs> you know you work for an empty seat to the fullest seat yeah and it's got nothing to do other than just comfort if if the fucking seats were this wide and you had four feet of space in between i'd be yeah, bring the fattest motherfucker next yeah. to me and sit down i wouldn't care I also it, will say I'd rather sit next to I'd rather have less arm room like on my shoulder on my armrest than someone who stinks. To be perfectly honest, I yeah. I begrudge someone who can't you know perform basic hygiene well, it, far more than somebody who doesn't. It's stay the same shape. thing when you see someone bringing a, a baby on the plane that's crying. It's not that you oh. hate children, right? Or yeah. want to see that child murder. It's like yeah, it's oh my god, point. this is going to be a miserable experience if this baby doesn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, you yeah. know it's it's all it's not any more dramatic than that. No. Um, I think we should change gears here uh, for a second. Uh, I think it's been the news that'll piss some people off. Let's talk about it. Are you guys familiar with the Aziz and Zari thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think I think we might. Yeah, we might all have different takes. Yeah. On oh, this, I, disagreements. Wow. Yeah, I think we. Adrian, let's start with I you. I want to go last. Okay. No, no. I think we're gonna break some ground this time. 
the black person gets to go first. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all are so progressive here in Seattle. I know, right? Yeah. Seattle. Oh, man. Y'all Hashtag woke. woke. Hashtag woke. Uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care, man. Aziz Ansari's was a little... He's, I didn't like Aziz Ansari like, to begin with. He was too much of a... He's a soft-ass dude, man. Like... I don't know. He's a feminist, which I don't get the whole dudes being feminist thing. Like, I agree, like, guys shouldn't hate on women. I don't know, man. I would say this before we get to Peter real quick is yeah. that as much as the way Aziz talks about relationships in his stand-up, I am not at all surprised that his level of game is this low. This is exactly how I expected a guy who talks about relationships the way he does. I'm like, he has this level of game that's this pathetic. But Peter, I'll turn to you and let you well, share I think, your thoughts on the situation. I mean, one, I mean, before just real quick, like, yeah. do you think anything Aziz did was fucked up? Is he responsible? No, not at all, man. Okay. I mean, he, he took the girl home. They were fooling around. And like after the fact that she gets in the cab and she's like, no, I didn't really like that. Like, how are you supposed to how are you supposed to gauge a girl who's butt naked? in your house with your you know your dick in her mouth and she's like oh i didn't like that like normally she's gonna make a sound or something like that i think if you if you read what she said i think like for me when i was when i was reading that i kind of victim (laughs) no i felt like uh personally i I wouldn't have been able to take those cues from some like the second the that some girl i was trying to hook up with said like yo like hold up like i'm not like she did say like Yo, like chill, like a couple times now, like you know, you could there. There's a big discussion being had about like whether she, you know, you like utilized her agency as a woman to like leave because very it was very clear that once she said I'm out, he let her go. So there's a, there's actually been like a raging debate between like the two kind of different sects of feminists, ones who are on the side of like no means no, and one who are on the side of yes means yes. So the difference between that being like no means no, meaning like. Um, it's your job to just like say when you're uncomfortable and as long as you don't as long as the, the like you have agency and you say I'm uncomfortable and then they stop then it's not a big deal so that's like you know the Atlantic New York Times all those people were saying like you know that's that's what that was and there was people who were saying kind of what you're saying like you know whatever it's a bad date yeah you know she she once she said no, no. he let her go but then there's this other side of yes means yes which is sort of like you know arguing that um, we don't like young girls and and dudes like don't have the tools right now to like really because for me when I was reading that I was like okay if any girl was making all these signs I personally would be like this is a bad vibe like I'm not I'm not feeling it either because she's not feeling it so it's like this is off you know and so I think the yes means yes side is arguing that there are a ton of people out there who uh girls don't know how to like navigate those situations well enough because we don't like teach them how to navigate the situation and i say we i mean like as a society i'm not saying like i'm teaching them but then wait, wait so we're supposed to teach girls as a society how to say no when a dude's coming on to you i think no i think like the the argument is like and the also the other side of it being like aziz like it was very clear that she never said yes i'm into this so the yes means yes side is saying so you need to get confirmation that the girl is saying yes but I'm that's into this. stupid to me man because like i grew i'm 32 and like when yeah. i was growing up like if you liked a girl you you know you go meet her at the bar you go talk to her and stuff like that things may progress you go to her house right and there was never a point in time where you had to be like okay are you into this because like if she if you, she went home with you obviously she's, she's into it if clothes come off obviously she's into it right if things are happening obviously she's into it so the, like to me it's just people wanting attention 
and they don't know how to do it other than like get other people in trouble. I think because, we're worse at communicating now though than we were when. Oh you yeah, were for trouble. sure. Like, because everyone's always on their phone yeah. and on social media and stuff like that. So yeah, I agree. But that doesn't change the fact that that girl should know how to communicate if she feels if she's under duress. Like if she's feeling stressed out about a situation, she should be able to say, "Hey, this is I'm not comfortable in this." Because yeah. like I've I fooled around with girls before and we're both really drunk. And then a girl was like, "Hey, I'm too drunk right now." I was like, "I agree, I am too." You want to calm down a little bit? And sure. She's like, yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, that's the responsibility of being a fucking adult. Like, if you're an adult, right. man, if she was like 18 years old, something like that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It goes. That's what I think it goes both ways in, in the situation. And I, I, I think overall, when I first saw the article, I had your response, which was like, "Yo, why the fuck is this like a whole like article? Like, this yeah. is kind of fucked up that it's like you know, basically like." you know, whatever, like revenge porning is easy. Yeah. And I'm kind of with you. I'm not like, a, I used to like him a lot. I kind of, I didn't like his book, whatever. I'm not a huge fan. So I don't come from like that place. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, I was just kind of like, this seems like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like not, not maybe the right way to approach this. But I think that what's been interesting is that I actually have been impressed with the, like our ability, like the discussion we're having right now yeah. and like in general, like the discourse that I've seen among people on Twitter, you still have your, you know, extreme people who are just like, fuck, the, fuck him yeah. and it is stupid. But you have a lot of people I think that are actually, like his career is not over. You know, no, this no, is not no. a thing where people I don't think it are, will be, nor, nor should it no, be. No, exactly. But I think, be. I think that the defense that like people that I initially was taking in my head was like, well, fuck, if this like fucks over his career, yeah. that's fucked up. But I don't think it is. And I think that this discussion has been a lot more interesting than like because the Weinstein discussion it's pretty fucking obvious that like you shouldn't have a systematic well, like development where you well, like so that's rape girls so right? here's the thing and this is where like uh you know Bill Maher last night did like his new rules kind of about this which mm. is about like people who've actually been like he was saying like yeah there are degrees of things and there are nuance and he was like highlighting some people in the media who felt like there isn't like and someone actually said like oh if we're having to talk a difference between this and this that's the wrong conversation it's like no it's not like like there are definitely degrees of things yeah. and you know for this it's like I'll, I'll say this about the Aziz thing and then we'll move on is that if he when they got back to his place if yeah. he had poured her a drink and then they sat on the couch and had like 40 minutes of decent banter and conversation she's taking the pants off it's gonna be I'm, I'm sorry it's gonna be a good night she he just went at it so quick so not smooth this guy has no game yeah or or he either has no game or he didn't care to use it you know, this guy's been famous for a while now. Yeah. Maybe he's used to just, hey, I'm famous. You yeah. should take blah, blah. Sure. He doesn't care. But let's be honest. This girl, she she, she met a celebrity at a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to do that. That's why when she got, she went back with him. That's what, th- in my opinion, that's why she didn't leave. Right? It's because yeah. he's and a celebrity. And then she expressed interest in wanting a second date. It was like, and you know, like they both did oral on each other. That's why people were like, all right, uh, you, you didn't say no. You went down on him. Like, you know. And I think probably most people I know, men and women alike, who aren't like nuns, like there have been things we've done the day afterwards. Like I kind of regret that hookup. Yeah. Like who, who hasn't had a hookup they regret? Yeah. Sure. But to then turn that in now into I was violated in this way. Yeah. And I'll be honest, there are situations where um, I don't think this is one of them, but there are situations where I can understand as a female, yeah. um, n- not giving a verbal sort of like, hey, get the fuck up. When people say like, why didn't you say like, oh, go shut the fuck up. I understand in certain situations. Maybe if you're on a boat with some some dude who's like, who, who, who's a fucking MMA fighter and he's six two two fifty. Like, yeah, I can understand being scared to say it, but I'm sorry. Like, I, to Aziz, I'm sorry. Aziz yeah. probably that's why. Like, yeah, I was at the comedy store. I think it was Donnell Rawlings. He does some hilarious plays. Like, Aziz weighs eighty pounds. You know, yeah. it, it was like, and I could be wrong on this. I firmly believe at any point if she had been like, hey, I'm not comfortable. Stop. Right. 
I think it, well, it's, that's it's what happened. done. Right? She was yeah. like, I want to leave, and he got her a car. So, yeah. well, well, even I, then, yeah. she didn't really say that much to him. Sure. She, she basically said she wants to leave. So then she left, and then it was the next day. He actually pr- reached out to her and was like, hey, had a good time. you know. And then yeah. and then she was like, I did not. I was. She's right. like, you didn't pick on those nonverbal cues. So here's what I think really happened. She wanted to date or at least somewhat date a celebrity. Yeah. It, w- it was clear that when they got back, he wasn't interested in that. He just wanted to hook up with her. She still was trying to finesse it into what she wanted. And then when that didn't happen, she became, she felt used and cheap. But that doesn't mean that Aziz is a criminal. It doesn't mean no. that you were assaulted. She was not fucking assaulted, in I don't my think, opinion. And I don't think she claimed that she was assaulted. But, but there are you know there are people implying that. Sure. You I, know, and, and I do think that's why... When you've watched some of the reactions on TV, you've actually seen some women who are very outspoken against her. Totally. You, you know, who I... Really? Who, who, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, those, those articles I mentioned in The Atlantic and The New York Times, and, uh, well, those are the only two I'm remembering. I don't name something that doesn't exist, but I know that those two were written by feminist scholars, and they oh, both because they both were anti this article. Because here's what it is. People who are like, are like, this discredits the Me Too movement, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, I'm sure women don't want to hear me say this, but, like, I would just try to think, like, in the head, like, if I was a woman who was raped... And I heard this story, I'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch," you know. I'd be like, "Really?" Like, th- like there are a lot of women who've been through a lot of real shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, like Aziz, especially like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, the Bill yeah. Cosby stuff. Like, this is not that. You but know? I, th- I think the reason that so the the thing that I would would say though that if so far the the point of the like the, with all the Me Too stuff like. To me, what Harvey Weinstein did, what like a lot of those guys in that initial wave of of people did, yeah. it's pretty fucking blatantly obvious that what they did is wrong. And so, oh, yeah. if you're if you're debating on that, I don't I don't think that that actually like that evolved one element of our society, which is like, yo, if you're a powerful dude who's like blatantly abusing yeah. women, you need to know that you're not going to be able to get away with it anymore. And that's which, good. Which but, yeah, which do y'all think that's changed but, anything? Do you think? Like, I, yeah, which, I, I think that's. But I mean, like, I think legit. Like, which yeah. is a good part of the stuff like, isn't happening behind closed doors. But but I'll, just, I'll just say, for example, like yeah, like that's why people are torn on Aziz because it's it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's, but, it's why it's why. You have, you're not hearing people defend Weinstein and Bill Cosby, right? No. Like, no one's coming to their defense. Correct. Right? No. I mean, there might be two guys somewhere. Yeah. But, like, no one's coming to their defense because what they did is clearly wrong to everyone. Yes, yes. To everyone, right? And you look at the Aziz situation, you're like, it's not that. Sure. And I, But I think that you if know. if part of the Me Too movement extends to creating a discussion wherein we, like, decide, hey if you're a 33-year-old or however old Aziz is and you're still acting like a horny, like, no-game, aggressive 18-year-old and making women uncomfortable, like, we as dudes and as girls should, like, be better at this shit so that that doesn't happen. Absolutely. so I think that's why I kind of fall in on the side of, like, if this has been swooped in to become part of the Me Too thing where we, like, figure out, hey, let's all, like, just improve a bit. And I think this discussion has been more insightful and if people listen to it, it will actually result in like better shit for like the average date. Like you're mentioning like the average hookup versus these oh. like crazy situations where it's like a, well, a dude in power, the, like rape. The most people. shocking thing was how bad Aziz's game is, you know? And <laughs> so if everything this girl said was true, that she's, he's just consistently like sticking his fingers in her mouth. Like the Ugh. second they get on the couch, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, that's like, probably what yeah, happened. Yeah. Like who the fuck does that shit? You know? Yeah. She was going to go brag that she was I think up more people Aziz, than I'm we sorry. think is my point. Oh, I think oh, that's the thing. Granted, we're like, all clearly yeah. just very, you know, very, we got a lot of game here, guys. You know, every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone, all three so of us, we would never Mike, that. Mike, Mike behind the camera, game yeah. for days. Yeah, but I think, uh, so it's it's almost unfathomable to us how you could be so bad. Yeah. But I think, I think no, I mean, there are a lot I mean, of people I'll, who are shitty. I'll say this, like, you know, I, 
I think guys who aren't total creeps. <laughs> I think guys who aren't total creeps have had a hard time appreciating that there are a lot of guys who are creeps out there. Like yeah. when you hear story, just simple stories of like, oh yeah, I was at the mall looking at like something, and then this guy saw me and he followed me around for the next forty three minutes to all the stores. It's like to an average guy, you're like, it's just crazy, yeah. right? It's crazy, but that happens that. Any woman you've known who's attractive are probably not even that attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, but like that's that's happened to her tons of times. And you know, and for a while they didn't talk about it in a way. So like yeah. I think sometimes they're like when they look at guys now who aren't creeps, like, you know, how do you not know what's going on? It's like, well, we don't act like this. And until now, it wasn't something everyone talked about. Yeah. You know, it's like most guys I know do not have sympathy for that type of shit. No, no. You know, like it's pathetic. Yeah, it is. It's fucking disgusting behavior. And yeah, and there are people who like Make a living fucking cat calling on the street and doing this you other. You can make a living cat calling. <laughs> That's probably a poor choice of words. Uh, uh, but you know, like there are people who do that shit that like you think only goes on. But like, you know, it, I mean, it's you know, it's good to have the conversation. But yeah, like just because someone all just, I mean, but we haven't really had the conversation until recently. And I know women yeah. are probably frustrated. But like, we've been telling you shit for years. But like, you know, in, in, a, in a lot of ways, you know, uh, it hasn't happened. But I think we've exhausted this topic yeah. for now. Adrian, let's, let's let's turn to you. What are you pissed off? Uh, what are you outraged about? In uh, Shape of Water, man. I hated that movie. Uh, I freaking hate. I that have not movie. seen it. I've Don't, heard tons man. of good things about it, but tell us tell us why, man. Um, it, to me, it was just one of those. Uh, man, I don't know, man. Like I'm in Seattle. It's hard to talk here in Seattle, man. No, do it. All right, it's, it's, it's why it's, we're here. It's just pushing the agenda too much, man. It's just like it was blatant that it was just like, oh, just. Okay, ex- so, I know nothing about the movie, other than people say it's It's good. about a uh, deaf... All right, it's about a bitch who falls in love with a fish. That's exactly what it is. It's a deaf girl who falls in love with a fish. Spoiler alert, I don't fish. give a shit. He's a fish man. It's an anthropomorphic, like, man. That's from, a white like, version of Amazon He's River a guy. dude who has... It's a fish dude who has lips, right? He has human lips, and that's the only, like, really human... All right, so and a dick that comes out of a fucking shell. All right, so like when she meets this dude, does she meet him on land or water? <laughs> I mean, like I they was- take him, so they take him to a lab and all this stuff, right? They take him to a lab, and she, she, they see him in the tank, and then like instantly they're in love, and all she wait, saw wait, wait. was can his I, hand. Can I say what the plot of the movie is really quick? Yeah, go for uh, it. Okay, man. the plot of the movie is it's a deaf woman who is a janitor at a government lab, and she she works with like largely people of color in the movie so you know if you want to talk about pushing agenda whatever but it's a deaf woman if she works with people largely people of color there's one black lady in the movie it, well, i thought like most of the staff is like there's Latino. one black lady yeah, in the, the movie lady that's yelling see at only white Latino. people would notice some shit like that ain't <laughs> nobody paying fucking attention right, right. to that there was so, one black bitch so, shout, two the main, the main, okay so there's two main, anyways, diversity. it's about a God. deaf woman who is a janitor and then in this government lab they they captured this like this like amazon this dude from the amazon that's like a anthropomorphic fish man and nobody appreciates the deaf girl but then the fish man does so they develop a relationship and it's about her like trying to bust him out and she falls in love with this like creature it wasn't uh, even nobody appreciates the deaf girl because she's a janitor for one but it's just that <laughs> nobody notices the deaf girl because she's deaf and that was the whole point of the movie like you can just skate by her because she's she doesn't talk yeah. yeah, and so neither does a fish man because a fish man doesn't talk. They have this bond. When I'm like, there's other deaf people. I mean, mute people out there. She couldn't have like met anyone else. And like to me, it's just like I get it, man. Like you know, they do the whole agenda, love is love, blah blah blah. All that she's fun too stuff. busy working, held down by capitalism. She's too busy to, working uh, to, to meet a man you know, outside for, of work. For people who benefit from capitalism so much, y'all sure hate the shit out of it, man. 
I love capitalism. But yeah, man. I mean, you will notice most people who are really upset with that are probably had an upper middle class upbringing. Or raised by nannies. Oh, oh shots fired. Boom. I'm just playing for you. It's kind of like what I say. Like, you know, you rarely will find a poor feminist. <laughs> or or pretty poor people one. don't have time to like read fucking <laughs> shit about. It's for real. No, they're, they're too busy working two bro, different jobs. Bro. I grew up poor. Poor, people, poor have people have plenty of time to read shit, man. We just don't want to. <laughs> no, it's a. It's truth, man. It's, you, you can't say you want to. It's that they deal with poor. real problems. You know, if you go find some someone who's living in like one of the worst parts of this country and like fucking complete poverty and they're gonna you know you fucking go talk to them about pronouns and microaggressions like, yeah, get the fuck out of here like i'm trying to eat you know like, yeah you know i'm time for this it's shit it's not even trying to eat they're just you trying know? to live life because to the, like i grew up poor man like i was on food stamps growing up for a while and bounce bounced back and forth to my mom live with my dad and all this other stuff and so like we didn't care about that stuff that's not something yeah. you worry about you just live life and have fun yeah you, so. okay but do you think that some of those like some of the issues that people okay so it, like if we're arguing that like people upper middle class and higher are the only ones with the luxury to worry about that shit mm-hmm. you could also argue that like okay let's say worry about what shit uh pick any progressive issue so like Ugh. you know women getting treated badly right in, mm-hmm. you know in the workplace or whatever you, would you maybe you could argue then that you know, in those in those like environments where everybody is is poverty stricken and like is too worried about like the basics in life to like, you know, be worried about the other shit that like maybe that makes shit even worse for the women in those situations because they they can't even like, you know, nah, because most of those ladies like if you're going by that route, a lot of those ladies are black and Mexican. And so like most black ladies, if like how many black ladies do you know? Not not many. Exactly. So most old like older black ladies don't put up with that shit. OK. And the Hispanic ladies, too, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of maids will, especially the older ones, because they're very submissive. They grew up in Mexico and stuff like that. But a lot of them won't put up with that stuff. So sexual harassment, for them, a lot of times isn't a thing. Okay. Domestic violence, though, I mean, like... But that's different, though, because, I mean, that's usually in the household. And, like, my mom and dad got in a few fights when I was growing up, and they got in fights. So domestic violence was on both ends. My mom beat the shit out of my dad, and my dad beat the shit out of my mom. Sure. Okay. And yeah. so, like, one of the things you said was, like, you know, they're too busy trying to survive. They don't even worry about that stuff. It's, like, I don't know. To me, growing up poor, we understood that those things happen. Men are assholes to women. Yeah. Women can be bitches to men. Women are bitches to men. It's just it's two-way street. Guys look at women and, like, we like where they look. And women don't like men for the most part. <laughs> so, it's just, that's just how it is. That's just life, man. I mean, sexual harassment is a thing. It happens to both people. I've been sexually harassed plenty of times sure that you have this, uh, this, oh, you see yeah, with that women with that chair, <laughs> those, with those, with those chichis? On the street? yeah and then plus <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm black and a lot of ladies like especially in south texas had never seen a black guy so they always mm. wonder if the myths were true yeah and i don't mm. know how many people grabbed my dick but mm. i don't i'm not you know i'm not over there hashtag me too you know what's funny also is the whole time we're having this discussion where you're like hey how many like when you were asking me these questions, I kept thinking, you were counting. I, no, I kept thinking up examples, and they all ended up being from the Gucci Man autobiography that I just read. I mean, <laughs> wasn't even your life. Oh shit, that's Gucci Man again. Damn. Yeah, god that's, damn it. That's some damn. of the whitest shit I've ever. Right. Read. It's a good uh, book. It's a we good will book. change gears in a second, but I, I, th- I think before we move, the the point of like what you're saying about Shape of Water is, you feel it's one of these movies that's going to get like awards because it like is a little too sentimental. Like for, for like for example, I think like back to back years. Uh, I loved it, by the uh, way. Movies that won awards were uh, the Dallas Buyers Club and 12 Years a Slave. 
Oh yeah, I yeah. saw both those movies. Those to me were average movies. <laughs> yeah, did you, yo, did you see the both director? The director of Twelve seen. Years a Slave. His first movie was about a sex addict. That shit was crazy. Both really movies. I'm just saying. Shame with Michael Shannon. Really, I or Michael seen. Michael Fassbender, and he just like really? he goes from like fucking like his girlfriend, but then he like can't you know get have enough sex so he ends up going yeah. to like one of those anonymous gay sex club and getting his dick sucked and then he's like it's a dark what? movie it's I'm just Shane. saying that, that both Dallas Buyers Club yeah. and 12 Years a Slave were not that good I didn't see oh, Dallas Buyers Club of a movie but they won awards because they were about those topics mm, I get that, that. yeah and but definitely. okay yeah, but like yeah. Moonlight Moonlight won Best Picture and that movie was tight I haven't seen Moonlight. I think I, th- I didn't. That movie didn't but come off as heavy-handed I mean, or preachy. Oftentimes, at all. the movie that wins the Oscars. Well, not yeah, I mean, look at Crash. But who? You know, the Oscars are like it, yeah, kind of a fraudulent. Did you like Crash? No, it's garbage. It's right? a fucking terrible movie. It's just like let's just make some awkward racial tension. Yeah, be like I actually think not. And then like oh, they're so like no, it was it, it sucked. If you guys see it, you can tell me if you agree. But I think Three Billboards, which is like at the Oscars and shit, is actually like it does what Crash intended to do, but without being uh, shitty. No, not in it. terms of like it's not it's not really like as racially focused but just in terms of like we're going to introduce you to a character you're going to make fl- upfront judgments about them yeah. and then you're going to see a bunch of other shit and you realize like not a single character in this movie you, you can't like make any snap judgment because they're like all complex people right yeah. and so that's I think that's what Crash was trying to do and they did it so heavy handed but all those old white people with Oscars like thought it was like genius they never thought any of that shit but that's um, fair yeah all right, three so billboards three billboards outside of Ebbing's Missouri is the full name of the movie that's a long ass name yeah. Yeah. So, I like Crash Francis by the way. <laughs> I'll say this uh, let's move on um, yes, so I feel like you want to talk about are, are you anti-capitalist I, I know like you have heavily you okay so let's let's I say that wearing my like LeBron shoes right and, so, uh, okay, my so, Nike hat so I think it's fine so I'm gonna go on a limb here I'm gonna say out of the three of us you probably grew up in the wealthiest environment for sure okay how big was your house huge what? Where did you grow up? You're Bellevue, from Washington. My mom's oh, a doctor and my dad is a that's accountant. A, oh, and sh- you hate capitalism? Yeah. Do you hate it because? Well, okay. So, but the one thing I'll tell you is this: is so growing up in Bellevue, um, I knew a lot of people who were like trust fund babies. So I grew up like wanting for nothing, fucking spoiled. Like got to go on nice trips, like not complaining at all. Um, my the, the one key difference though is that like my mom and dad are both over 60 and they still like work a lot because like they don't have they they were both born poor like they're both on food stamps so they were the first yeah. generation whatever uh to to make it um but they work in fields where it's like if you're a doctor you don't like have like stock options and like yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you don't you don't work. build like what you just have to work to earn your money and if you're an accountant it's i mean my dad could have done other shit but like he whatever he he works like the types of jobs where it's like he doesn't have stocks or like a big like business holdings. So I don't have like a, I'm, I don't have a fucking trust, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I have to, like I, I have to work or I'm, you know, like they, I can live at home, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to like kick me out on the street. So I'm luckier than most people in that regard. Do you live at home? I do live at home. Nice. I, I was a tech boy, live like balling out in LA for like three years. And I was like, fuck this. I'm doing comedy and, uh, move, move back in home. So just, I'm like a, a young, a young Jesse, uh, right, shout, shout, out to Jesse. shout out to Jesse <laughs> living at home. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think the thing is, is that, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know where to start on that. But my point is, is that so like I, I grew up very fortunate, but I would so say. So let me ask you this real yeah. quick. Is it that you're against capitalism or just kind of perverse capitalism that's run amok? Oh, yeah. I think it's mostly the perverse. I mean, the thing is, is like Demo- De- Democratic. So basically, my main pitch is that I think that we are all like a little brainwashed here to think that like what we have to put up with. Uh, as a society, like working conditions, level of benefits, how much we have to work, how much of our lives we have to give up to work is flawed in that like most of us are putting in the amount of work like that 
because like if you live in Sweden or Norway or Denmark or any of those countries, you can still get really fucking rich if you want to be a business guy. If you want to put your yeah. life in, you know, you can focus on it and you can still get your sports guys. You can still focus, get rich. Yeah. But like we're all putting in like the amount of hours that like it just to just to like pay rent and shit and get health insurance that like in other countries that would be like oh we're, you're really into your job right and like i think i've met so many people especially like now having graduated college that they don't have time to be i'm just sick of like i don't like boring people and i feel like yeah. our our like form of capitalism is allowing these couple of people up top to have all these cool interests because they can fucking afford to do whatever the fuck they want. They go golfing all day. They don't do jack shit and they don't help anyone either. And like we worship like Bezos and Steve Jobs and all these people were like, what, what, what does Jeff Bezos actually fucking do for anybody? He got me my, he gets me my toilet paper in two days. That's great. But beyond <laughs> that, like, you know, he's a libertarian. He donates like $33 million and we suck his dick in the newspaper. That's like me dropping 15 bucket, 15 bucks in like a donation bucket. Like he's making that back in like a month. So oh, I'm going off on a tangent, but like, I think that overall, the the amount of time that people have to put into just, like, getting their career going, like, if you really, like, want to make it here and, like, make it big, like, if you're going to be an engineer, you're going to spend all this time studying in school, if you're yeah. lucky enough to be able to, like, get into school and, like, you know, study in a good engineering program, like, by the time that you make it out the other side and you have your money in your house, like, having grown up in Bellevue, I saw all these rich people, they, like, okay, this is my final point, I keep jumping from point to point. It's, I'm very passionate about this. If you, so if I made it as a comedian tomorrow, right? If mm -hmm. I, if I became fucking loaded, like selling out stadiums and, uh, you know, like, like and I Sean was DePierre able to buy style. a big house, mm. the first thing I would do is I'd hit up all my homies and be like, yo, like, like I've got a boat now. Come hang. You, if you just pay for your food, but like I, I want to be, I want to be around my friends. You like I want to, I want to have fun. You know, like so yeah. come hang. But I, but like you go to like a suburb like Bellevue and all these people that have been grinding for thirty years so they can get their big house. Grind. Half of them don't get along mm -hmm. with their wives. They don't hang out with any of their friends. And the people who do are the ones that are like mega mega rich. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. and those people get to have fun. But everybody else that's in the middle from like you know doing well at Amazon, like at a, as a 20 something, like you have your nice apartment all the way up to like people like my parents who work still like 50 plus hours a week. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have time to like, they get like a couple vacation weeks a year, but I like mean, they I mean, don't have time so to be I'll interesting. Say, I'll say this. I, I think, yeah, like I'm definitely a capitalist, but I mean, one, nothing in this country is a hundred percent capitalist, mm -hmm. right? You know, that's why when people like attack Bernie Sanders, oh, he's a crazy socialist. It's like, he's, he's not even advocating everything socialist. We have, you know, we have, parts of our government you know like the police station the military stuff that Loads. fire station that's not supposed to be run for profit right so we all and some level we're all socialists even though we don't like to admit it you know it's become a dirty word to some people but yeah there's a, i think there's yeah i think the pursuit that we often miss in this country be like yeah like we should be trying to pursue i know it sounds like pie in the sky but like we should try to be pursue happiness a little bit more and yes that's why like when you look at other first world like nations like yeah like i had a friend she just got some great new job. She's gonna have a six-figure base. She still only has two weeks off a year. Like that's yeah. th that sucks. What are you gonna do with your money that to, you know, to have fun? And that's why, like people, and I spend. If you don't know this about me, maybe you did. I thought you did, but like I came from over a decade of like corporate sales, mm -hmm. and like people who like you know a lot of these people are making you know like two to three hundred thousand a year, and you know to justify I think how unhappy they are in their work, you know they go buy you know they drive in this car. Yeah, you know, or they take these vacations, but like it's just trying to cover up because they're like, yeah, yeah, I work this job, I don't love it. It's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of stress. I hate what I do, but you know, I have an M three, yeah. you know, and it's like that. It's like all right, but like, couldn't you do something for less money and be happy? And 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have been sold a bill of goods like you can't pursue your dreams, you can't do stuff you're passionate about, and there is an unhealthy balance of like, you know, like the yeah, you should stay in the office and work sixty, yeah. seventy, eighty hours a week and put in overtime. It's I think like, baby boomers can't even like on average like understand like when I told my when I described my dad like why I left the the tech gig, you know, he was like you know it, it, it's it, the, the idea that you don't like your job you don't like what you're spending 50 hours a week doing they're like yeah that's what you do in life like that's just what you do and i'm like i just i think like that's fine and like i'm not saying that it's a reasonable goal for everybody to love their job but if you're somebody who doesn't want to make work your whole life and you'd rather just fucking like you know read like get outside enjoy life a little bit more until you die which we're all going to do anyways like just like the minimum bar should be a little higher in our society i think that's why you see like you don't see like you know, an Occupy Wall Street type movement in, in like even London where there's actually way more astronomical levels of wealth up top. It's because the social services they provide just yeah. are just like a fraction better than here to the point that like if you are in the lowest class in society, you're not fucking miserable all the time. It's not like a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not speaking well, I mean, for everybody. I'm sure some people I are. I mean, like, we have, yeah, we, there's a lot of the, you know, unique things that we do here. Like people work for tips, which doesn't really happen in other, in other places, you know, which is why when you're in France and the UK and other places like this, like, if, if customers are outrageous, they don't fucking put up with them. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, like you're not allowed to be like, oh, the customer's always right. Fuck that shit. Yeah, you know, that's it's cool, like, man. yeah, like that's it's, you, you know, it allows people to be complete fucking D bags, yeah. you know? And also, it kills me that there's people in this country that even like economics aside, that are like, you would think that every like middle class to poor person, if they were like, there's this one candidate who wants to say everyone should have health care. That there's a lot of people who are on the poor levels who are like, fuck that, we don't Why? want that. It's crazy. It's man. crazy that they've got people to like be against their own interest. Yeah, it's absurd, and it's like that's that's kind of what I would would the the big idea I would end on is kind of like you know we we're the wealthiest country in the world, and we have a handful of the wealthiest people in the world that all fucking live here, and we're comfortable with the fact that of every other westernized country in the world, they all have every other one has healthcare for everybody. We don't. And like what just happened where they, they say we can't possibly afford to pay for college for everybody. When Ber when Bernie came out and said, oh, we're going to pay for college and we're going to give everybody health care. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, where's that money going to come from, you socialists? Like, where's that money going to come from? That's we just that we, it's not going to come from anywhere. And then we just passed this fucking tax cut that cuts 150. Uh, it adds 150 billion. Is it billion or is it with a T? I can't even remember. Probably. That, no, not T. That'd be absurd. Adds 150 with billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's 150 billion dollars the deficit right and if you if you like took a, a fraction of that it would pay for the shit that bernie wanted to do but instead we're cutting the taxes of the wealthiest people and so that my well, 401k is going to get taxed people, are, people my are always minimum very, wage 401k is getting taxed people are always very selective on what they like think is a problem with money right for example like I, here's what I always think would be the most glaring report that I wish the media would come up with that they'll never do. That's what I've asked for for years. Yeah. I think left, right, it'll open your eyes. Do it on like the local, county, state, federal level. It'd just be like, where do your tax dollars go? You like you look at like you live in this tiny ass town, right? Yeah. And just look look at like their their entire budget of all right, out of all the tax dollars they've given, they spend eighty two thousand on this. And I think that'd be a glaring report because you would see. All these businesses and some level that preach about capitalism like oh like wait why why are we just giving you this handout like there's, there's all these deals and fucking backroom shit that yeah. are not real capitalism i'm fine with real capitalism real competition yeah. and but 
that'd be an eye-opening report to me is if you actually look at where all the tax dollars go because yeah people are mad about healthcare it's like oh well you know but they don't blink an eye when we like oh we sank another 30 billion into this you know Boat. Mi- this military thing that we don't even need yeah which is a jobs program for yeah. you know defense contractor you know and uh yeah but i think on every level it would just be like whatever city even fucking the city of renton kirkland wherever here just be like where are all your tax dollars going like oh you spend 20 percent of our budget on this or yeah. you know or even like something smaller like you know we spend one percent of our budget on these signs because uh some after school program full of middle class white women said that we should have these signs on yep. every fucking right. you're like wait this is a complete waste of money what the yeah, fuck are so we we're doing? doing that but i you know, can't have health care it's just yeah like, exactly yeah. so it's if you if you really want to start pulling back the layers of where all the money goes there's gonna be a lot of people upset yeah. part of being american is you don't get to sign off on where every cent of your tax dollar yeah, goes sure. that's when like the religious right comes after him like i don't want my tax dollars going to contraception abortion it's like oh come on yeah it's like it's it's not even about money no you know like Adrian, what do you think? You've been quiet. Oh, man. I was just listening to the enjoyable conversation going on. <laughs> it was lovely. Healthcare is a scam, man. That's why I, it's, it's, it's a fucking scam. It is. You keep people sick, so they keep coming back to the doctor. I mean, you have to remember back in the day, doc, you, you didn't go to the doctor once a year. Yeah, people lived to be like 52 also. Dude, people live longer than that back in that day, man. I mean, uh, the average life expectancy was fucking low. Even in like 1930, 1940, 1950, it was fucking low, dude. I mean, that was probably better then too, man. <laughs> I mean, shit, there's too many people here. But I mean, that is fair. Yeah, we got to remember, like, I, I'm in the health industry, yeah. so I don't have health insurance, and I'm not crying about it. Like, I don't really care. What do you do if do you like if you do you bike or do you like hike or snowboard or any of that shit? I'm too poor for snowboarding. Okay, so but like, if you if you break your leg and you go broke because of it, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. If you don't pay it so what but like that's gonna fuck your life up for no it won't. if you don't pay your your bills and you default it'll roll on off it. after nine years man so you just you just but i i that would fuck your life well, up, well look here's the truth is you can do a lot of stuff besides pay the whole bill you can you can uh get like a subsidy not a subsidy you can get a, a fraction of that you can pay just a fraction of that just like with your credit card debt if you default on your credit card debt you can pay just a little bit that's of it, man. so complicated though. i will say it's this not that complicated. I'll, I'll say this to his point um I've had some friends who've worked in uh, businesses where they where they deal largely with cash, if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. and you know they don't have official insurance on the books or anything like that. And their kids went to like the dentist one time. It was like some outrageous, right? Because they always built through insurance, all that stuff, and like it was like something like eighteen thousand or And the guy hit the dentist up and was like, "Hey, I've got cash. I can pay it. I'm not paying eighteen thousand. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, let's make a deal." And the doctor could actually still make a profit yeah. by like charging him like twenty five hundred in cash because yep. he took the insurance out of it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the insurance agency, the insurance is, industry is, is straight middleman. That's that's a that's straight middleman. So like yeah. yeah, there are stuff like like that's a fucking possibility that you know, but like but most people don't have that in cash. He's like yeah, he's like, and he even said he's like like he's like send me an invoice. I'm not gonna pay it. Right. Well, he, why is that insurance it, industry so bad? It's because they're fucking capitalists making money off of sick. It's people. not but that he, they're capitalists. It's the greed, man. That's yeah, the problem that's, with capitalism is greed. That's the whole point. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no it's, it, it's competition, man. Like, I if I do better than him, if I we have pizza places, I do better yeah, so, than him. That's so, but there are him. some places where competition should be a factor, and I think okay, healthcare is not granted, a place where we should be competing. I agree completely. Okay, okay granted, like, but here, here's, the, here's the problem I think it's happened to capitalism in this country. It's like, yeah, if me and him have pizza places next to each other, it should be we both have the same laws yeah, and same yeah. stuff working, and whoever is able to, through means of financing and cooking and creativity, put the better product, we win. Yeah. What's happened that's unfair now is 
to me, it's not capitalism. Where then, where where one of us goes to the local government and tries to enforce some unfair law against the other person. That's it. Like that's to me that's that's the worst part of capitalism is when other people are like when you see some new business idea coming out, you know, like Sheldon Adelson like doesn't want like gambling in other states and yeah. like It's like he, he doesn't care about people. He doesn't want the competition. No. Yeah. Like when you're lobbying against competition, that's that's that's, that's anti-capitalism. Right. Those, yeah. And those you guys know? all toot the capitalist horns yeah. way yeah. harder than anybody. Exactly. So that's where capitalism are in a muck. Or or when some large company comes in some town where the where there are small companies that provide the same service. Oh, but because they want jobs, we're gonna, we're gonna make it so that big company doesn't pay taxes for five years. That's not fair. Yeah, right. you know, like it's like yeah, that's it's not. not they have not they not have an unfair advantage. That company would love to not pay taxes too. Sure. Yeah. You know, so that's where like if it's honest and fair. I mean, I do believe in Teddy Roosevelt and the trust busters thing and monopolies. Yeah, like which yeah. is on right now, dude. Like right now, Jeff Bezos gets over a billion dollars in tax cuts a year from our state. Yeah. And then warehouse workers at Amazon that work full time at Amazon, a, a ton, shit ton of them are on fucking food stamps because they can't afford to feed their kids. So yeah. like we're we're giving him money from the government to not for in him not paying I mean, taxes. And I mean, Walmart's been in the same position for years. Yeah, is where up. is where like basically they don't pay their employees enough. They encourage him to get government support services. So then essentially, uh. Well, what disgusts me about that is you have the people at the top who are billionaires. So the billionaires aren't paying your salaries. The rest right. of us have to pick up the yeah. tab. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And people that's, think that that's like somehow. You know, yeah. people are like, oh, but they're providing jobs. It's like. Yeah, well, but the job shit and it pays nothing. Yeah, it's like. And, you know, it's, and people are like, oh, well, if if they had to pay more, the products more. Well, that's capitalism works. You, you have to balance the books. It's it's fucking unfair to balance the books when taxpayers have to pay your employee sales. Right. That's bullshit. I'm like, maybe your product's broken. If your big argument is that, oh, well, you know, if we pay them more, the products will be more. Well, maybe the products should be more. Right. You know, like that's that's how capitalism works. You have to you have to pay your employees and then present a product. Yeah. You know, you, you can't be like, oh, well, if I pay my employees more than a dollar an hour, yeah. it's going to drive prices up. Well, that's fucking reality, motherfucker. Yeah. You know. So like, at the core of it, I think that that what that's caused is an, is is a society where yeah, a bunch of people are just fucking boring, man. And like you 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 know, it's just like it's it's too easy to to operate on a day to day basis in a way that like you know a majority of people just go and you know we're, we're like trying to be comics and like do something different and the reason i'm doing that is because like i just literally like if you just go sit in an office every day and like i did it for years man. yeah it's it fucking grinds you down man after a while i mean that was why i left i, I had to take a chance on something else yeah you know, i was someone to a lot of people hit you know left my shitty town and was making enough money where like i was probably seen as somewhat of a success story you know but i was like i fucking hated what i was doing Right. Hated it. I wasn't happy. You know, you know, and I was able to go on nice trips and save money and buy shit. But I fucking hated it. And so you're gonna start measuring things by happiness. And I, th- I think a lot of people have been beaten down by the expectation of like you can pursue like your dreams. Yeah. You know, it's the, oh, you know, like it's the, oh, I'll just get this and provide for my family and give my kids a shot. And then well, but if the kids turn around to the same point, like saying it's just a cycle of yeah. nonsense. We are currently about to run out of time. No. Is there anything? We got a few minutes left. <laughs> Is there anything real quick that either of you would like to just? change gears and give a quick session of outrage about um i don't know man. capitalism i guess <laughs> okay i mean so you touched on capitalism uh you- uh i guess my thing would be um the happiness thing man like you know you got to gauge your life by your happiness and stuff like that and nobody's happy anymore i agree i mean they've yeah. showed they've showed reports that basically if you if you basically have enough where you're not worried about your next meal and everything else, I think it's like 
cost of living but even still money but doesn't it's, provide it's a, happiness well, so. that's what i'm saying it's like it's like about 60 grand they show that any increase above that in money there's no increase in happiness no. which i totally believe yeah you know i'm with you yeah um different can, can my last little note be a different topic or will yeah that yeah, just for, yeah we knew okay yeah, yeah my uh i think my my last thing would just be that i'm like really uh just i think eminem's whole comeback is really lame i think eminem <laughs> is whack um i think like <laughs> He falls. He's like doing his Macklemore shit now. I don't. I don't like any of this stuff. It's like Hamilton, Macklemore, Eminem. It's the dramatic, heavy-handed breathing thing, like where they're like. So you're not a fan <gasps> of Macklemore? Uh, no, no, I really uh, do not like Macklemore, <laughs> dude. Me uh, fuck that guy. That was uh, Olympus fist bump. He seems like a nice. A <laughs> he seems like a nice person. You don't get no redemption from that. <laughs> he, he's, that I'm sure if I met him, he'd be very friendly. He's a nice dude. Like I'm you sure know, he'd be a soft ass dude. Too. <laughs> but. I just like I can't stand the the like we made rap like you know okay. like simple for simple for like I would safe say for this little I would say kids he, to appreciate would, oh. right oh, I would get more into God. the music you look at every big hit he's had it's him average rapping and some other person <laughs> and and some other person doing a catchy chorus yeah like, yeah. like Macklemore like, or Eminem. Like, Macklemore yeah, like, dude, like what you remember of the song is not him no yeah, it's, no, it's no. literally like it's, it's the literally like, what, when what? I. I went to like what? a very yeah, white liberal arts college and yeah you uh, did what? really yeah well, I mean, you did yeah you know yeah and I where'd you go to school shout it out uh, I went to Occidental College it's, I really liked it it's a good school um, right. and they you know whatever what they was had your their, major uh, diplomacy and world affairs and oh, I minored I minored your in, major has one of my most favorite nonsense words in it, diplomacy <laughs> and I minored in Russian uh, literature so yeah oh uh, yeah. explains so much yeah uh, that's why I'm so dark and brooding that's a but, uh, that's a real rich kid yeah, yeah. Like but uh, but yeah I, I think the Macklemore came as our like big spring concert okay for my freshman year we had Snoop Dogg my sophomore year we had Common and my junior Shut year the fuck my junior year up. we had Macklemore and, and I, let me guess the the white well, girls were way more into Macklemore because it's like, they're like, I don't know what it is. Like, I like rap, but I just like this one more and I can't put my finger. It's like they took all the black people out of it. And now you love it, dude. It's oh, crazy. God. It's, it's, yeah, I hate, I cannot stand that. What shit. was, like, what was the population? What was the demographics like in your school? I mean, to be fair, like, they, you know, I, all these schools have quotas, right? So there was like low, like tons of low and not tons, but there was like every class I was in, there was some kids that came from like, you know, low income backgrounds. No, no, no. And, like, how many white people were there in that school? What do you mean, percentage wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah what's it's probably 70%. Shit. Yeah. That's why they had Common and Snoop Dogg and <laughs> Macklemore in there, man. Yeah. They couldn't have no, like, like real rappers over there. Yeah. You don't think Common's a real rapper? No. What? No, man. Common. Water for chocolate, dude? He's Dude, they Common has a baby with Erica Badu. That's like... That's some Everyone shit. has a baby with Erica Andre Badu. Andre yeah, okay. <laughs> she has like nine kids, man. She have four. Ryan has a ki- baby with Erica Badu. I bet Badu. school had Shonda Pierce. This here's the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We have reached the end of it. Uh, How do you get to talk? What do you like? I know, man. Uh, I know, man. I'm disappointing. Uh, I'm not. Let me give you a chance. Now, uh, plug yourself, guys. Give us your websites, gigs, Twitters, Facebooks, whatever you want to say before we get out of here. Where can people find you if they like what you had to say? Uh, I live on the south side in Seattle. Come look for me over there. Uh, if you got a problem, come fuck with me. <laughs> Soft-ass boys. Soft-ass boys, man. I, t- I train you up, man. Let's show you what's up. Uh, I'm at the Peter Graham on Twitter, um, and I'm very active on there. Uh, I don't have a lot of followers, so so get get on there. Um, I'm And then I run a monthly show at Laughs Comedy Club here in Seattle. Uh, Shout it out. Yeah, it's gonna, we're, uh, this month it's on the 25th. It's... Uh, 
10 bucks, 8 if you pre, pre-purchase pre on Venmo at Laughs Comedy Club. Uh, What's the show? It's, uh, it's a comedy, you know, like standard comedy show. We got like six six comics, but the front end, if you work in tech, uh, it's I run the show with, uh, with a guy named Austin Nasso. Shouts out to Austin. He uh, works at Microsoft, and uh, so we kind of are leveraging the new to Seattle, like tech community people who moved here, you know, because a lot of people talk shit about like, oh, tech people move in, and then they don't get involved in the art scene in the community in Seattle. People, compare, people complain about that? About tech people not uh, getting... Yeah, 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 not getting involved well, in the city. Just, just their parasites and they ruin the city. Right. Yeah. That. Oh well, yeah. Thing. But so, I mean, who cares so if we're, they get we're involved crea- in arts? We're creating an event. We're creating an event right. where we where we get people to come out for like a there's like a happy hour up front. You get a free drink if you have like a ID or like a, a badge from like a company. But then the second half of the show is at eight thirty. It's open to everybody, and we got like just tons of really awesome comics on the show. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Everybody's doing like you know 15, 20 minute spots. Oh wow. Yeah. All right, come check out that show at last. I am always is Ryan. You can find me at ryanstandsup.com or that same name at any of my social media handles. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you again. Thank you. Thank you.